Everybody knows that in 2020, community is one of the best ways to build defensibility within a startup. Unfortunately, there are still many tools that are needed to be used in order to run a successful community that's engaging, right? You want to have a newsletter for community? Great, it's Substack. You want to have a discussion board? Great, maybe it's Notion. You want to have events? It's Eventbrite. You want to have an actual software? Maybe it's Slack or Circle. But it wasn't until now that all of these tools and use cases are pulled into one tool. But today's sponsor for Forward Thinking Founders has done just that. Edition.so has taken all these parts of community building, put it under one platform, so you don't have to focus on community ops. All you have to focus on is community building. So if you are sick of stitching together all these different tools to build a community, but you want to have one, you want to have a thriving community for your startup, for your creator career, then give Edition.so a try. Right now, there is a waitlist to get in, but if you go to addition.so slash forward thinking, you'll be able to be bumped up to the top, give the platform a try, and use community to all the benefits that it has. So if you're sick of using 17 different tools to run your community, head to addition.so slash forward thinking and get started today. Now let's get into today's episode. What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow, because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Yeah, most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies. And the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus. So if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews. So check it out. Enjoy the repository. And for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Daniel Baskin, who's a co-founder and CEO of Dial-Up. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thanks for having me. It's going all right. Awesome. I am extre- extremely excited to have you on the pod, learning about what you're working on. For people that haven't heard of Dial-Up, they, they aren't sure what you're working on yet, can you kind of share what Dial-Up is? Yes. Um, it's a voice-based, so it's a voice-based network that connects people in one-on-one conversations to discuss a variety of topics from tarot readings, where you do a tarot reading for each other, to um, discussing what you're making for dinner, for discussing local politics, uh, the upcoming election, um, your, your childhood. There's a lot, of, a lot of stuff, but it's all these interactive voice experiences for groups of two. So let's kind of talk about a little bit of like the user experience. If I was to get on dial up, am I matched with a stranger? Is it already, is it determined schedule with a friend? Can you kind of walk through the user experience of dial up? I'll tell you, totally. I'll tell you what it's like right now. So if you go onto dial up, you see all these possible types of conversations you can have that happen at specific times uh, and you just sign up for them. And then at those times, your phone actually rings. So you don't have to be on, you don't have to like be staring at your phone, but you'll get this, you'll get a phone call and you can choose whether or not you want to pick up. But if you do pick up, you will be matched with a total surprise person. So uh, 
it could possibly be a friend, but for the most part, you will get a stranger uh, anywhere in the world. Could be someone in rural Montana, could be someone in the Netherlands. Um, there's people all over the world using it. And um, I, I kind of want to hear about, you know, why, why dial up? Um, what's the origin story for this company? Why did you decide to um, can enable these connections, these one-on-one -on -one connections? Yeah, I mean, I've been fascinated with um, voice voice conversations with strangers, I guess, ever since playing RuneScape when I was when I was 11 <laughs> in like the early two, 2000s and going on quests with people in New Zealand when I lived in Illinois. Um, but I, um, I'm very interested in connecting people with um, someone outside of their immediate immediate bubble um, and connecting people in a way where you don't have any judgment or, you know, preconceived notions of who they are, like, you know, based on a profile, based on like their Twitter following. Um, when it's just the two of you in a phone call, um, you're very free to discuss anything, to be vulnerable. Um, I um, met my co-founder, Max, uh, Max Hawkins, a few years ago, and he was working on building call software to connect people in the middle of the night to discuss their dreams. Um, and simultaneously, I had been really interested in connecting strangers. And so we sort of worked together to develop this system to connect surprise people in phone calls. Um, and uh, it evolved from a small group of friends to now 22,000 people that are, are using it. So do you kind of have an optimal outcome that you want people to use, uh, to use the app? Is it like, do you want them to learn something? Do you want them to make yeah. a friend? It? Like, I guess like what, what are yeah. the things that could, that you want to happen? And I guess, um, what, what, what are some like things that maybe you didn't expect uh, to happen of people using the app that maybe did? Yeah. I mean, I don't view the conversations as a means to an end. I think the conversations themselves are the great experience. I mean, people have stayed on the phone for actually the longest call has been 11 hours. So people that did not even plan to meet someone new that day, met someone on the phone and they spent the whole day together. And we regularly see like these two hour, three hour long calls. Um, but the outcomes, I mean, some people become friends. Some people have this very in-depth conversation where they discuss all these things they're facing in their life and then that's it and that's ephemeral. Um, some people, ex people exchange knowledge. People learn firsthand stories of like what's happening in another city you don't necessarily read about in an article. Um, I think the outcome is kind of open-ended, but we're there to provide the experience of a really good conversation. And... You mentioned, and I might have heard, um, mis I might misunderstand this. So if I'm wrong, please let me know. Yeah. But it sounds like the the UX, like the the way people experience this, is through their phone, right? It calls them, and then it's, yeah. and then why there are so many people that are building apps, you know, to like talk to other people. There's like mm -hmm. a boom of this stuff. What I'm curious for you, why did you make the product decision of kind of kicking it old school and keeping it on the on the cellular device? Kind of how do you think? How do you go in that direction? Oh. It actually is an app. I mean, we are not actually routing the calls through your phone number. We simulate a phone call. Um, I still call them calls, even though it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation, because that's like the closest thing that you know, you know what that means to be in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I call, call it voice chat, but it is sort of a phone call. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think like what's sort of different about this versus other sort of voice chat apps is it's not, um, you know, you're not broadcasting it. It's not like a it's not like a radio show. It's just the two of you. Um, and 
you, you know, you arrive at the beginning of the conversation, you stay until the end of the conversation. And no matter what, if you want to participate, you can talk to someone. Uh, we match everyone who decide to fix up, decides to pick up at that moment um, gets to talk to someone. So you never have to be invited. You never have to like build an audience. Um, it is fully participatory. Yeah, that that's honestly like is a consumer of, of plenty like all the consumer apps being built. You know, it's like exhausting. Like 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 the social. Yeah. Uh, I, I it, it, it's exhausting. Um, so it's cool where this is truly about um con the conversation. There's no like implicit rules or like you know status things just like talk to the other person on the line what a breath of fresh air yeah for sure you don't have to perform and you don't have to um you know you don't have to you don't have to try to be good at it right like it's very easy to enter into these calls you don't have to you know have a whole shtick that you do and build and build a following so I'm curious, you mentioned, you know, you got a good amount of people using this. Congratulations on that. If you were to zoom out, um, you know, zoom out in five years into the future, you know, 10 years into the future, what do you imagine for dial up then? Or I guess in other words, what's the big vision that you have here and kind of what direction you're rowing in every day? Yeah. I mean, I think the large vision is if you feel like talking to someone about anything, like, you know, you, you just read a book and you want to talk to someone else who just read that book or you, um, want relationship advice but you don't want to ask any friend about it uh or if you just want you something crazy just happened to you and you want to like have an in-depth conversation with someone like this is a place where you could go to talk to someone and have that in-depth conversation um but we do want to you know 10 years is a, is a very long roadmap but we do want to uh involve you doing this with people you know and strangers because i think everyone has um you know, some days where they want to just hop on a call with a friend and some days want to, you know, meet someone new. And we sort of want to balance both of those things. Um, and then also provide these like novelty experiences. I mean, right now, every Thursday night, uh, we have people giving tarot readings to each other. And there's all these like fun ideas we have um, for ways of matching people that we want to always be part of our app. And to make that happen, you know, um, to make to make all of that happen, to make the vision come true, like you obviously need some help, right? Like you'll need users, you might need investors. If you want more mm -hmm. investors, you, you'll need team members. And luckily, we got all of these people listening to this podcast right now that might be able to help. So, so for my last question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help? Are you hiring? Are you fundraising? Are you looking for users? How can we assist? Sure. Down the line, uh, uh, right now, our team is three people. Our, well, it's, it, our team size varies between like three and five people. But um, uh, yeah, if you are interested in um, connecting people in in-depth conversations in, in any way, I'd love to hear from you. And like, we're, we're open to, um, we're open to uh, job descriptions that don't exist on our site. Uh, we are also, well, we're planning to, um, we're planning to uh, charge people to use our product, but also open to talking to any investors, angel investors, or VCs who are listening to this um, to chat about what we're up to. Um, and you can also just try out our app. Uh, it's on iOS and Android right now. So 
And if someone wanted to try it out or get in touch, kind of yeah. how, how can someone find it? What's your website? What's the app name one more time? Do you have, are you on Twitter? Do you have an email? How can someone get in touch? Yes, uh, I, I use Twitter a lot. Um, you can DM me on, if you want to get in touch with me, you can DM me on Twitter. I am DJ Baskin, not a DJ. Those are my initials. Uh, and if you want to try dial-up, you could just go to dialup.com or also dial-up on Twitter. Uh, lucky to have the handle. Um, and yeah, Twitter and dialup.com. I have to ask um, for the final, final question. Did it, were you lucky in the realm of, of landing that the domain without, you know, massive pain or did you, did you go through like a broker? Oh, our career? website? Yeah. Your website. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. was it open or, or it did had you have actually, to go through? Yeah. yeah dialup.com had been parked in 1994 and it was always, so it was someone's just like landing page, um, redirecting them to somewhere else. Um, I've been trying to get in touch with the original owner, but then a bunch of, it switched over to different registrars and stuff, but nothing was ever on it. Um, and so uh, we worked with a domain broker to get it. And when we finally got it, I went to update the name servers and they had not been updated since 1994. And I felt like, wow, this is like a vintage domain. And I feel weird. I feel weird suddenly updating the name servers to 2019. Um, but yeah, we're the first people to put real content on dialup.com. You probably had to, when you, when you updated it, you probably had to dust off some of the internet, internet pixie dust, you know, <laughs> to, to, to start using it. Yeah, I loved it. I actually wish that uh, I, we want to make a site about the history of that specific domain name. And I wish that like, you know, more sites acknowledged the acknowledged all the previous owners. That's sort of like a plaque on the side of a That's building. Very interesting. Like, wow. Yeah. I didn't think about domains like that, but like they have previous owners just like houses, right? What a, what a cool concept. Well, maybe I'll, I'll um, you know, that'll be something I do with my future domains and, you know, it's just like, it can be a thing. I think, that's, I think that's a great idea. Well, cool. Well, I appreciate you coming onto the podcast and sharing what you're working on. I think it's really interesting and I wish you the best of luck making it happen. Thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. Thank you so much for listening to the episode of Forward Thinking Founders. If you're sitting there, you're just saying, Matt, I want more. How can I get more? Well, luckily, you can get it at Forward Thinking City. Forward Thinking City is a community for the Forward Thinking Network, right? And we have multiple different aspects of the city. One, we have AMAs. Some of the previous guests that have been on the podcast, like Jonathan Barkle, Kristen Anderson, Austin Allred, come back and they do AMAs with the residents. You can ask them any question that you want, right? You can ask them about fundraising the early days how they got their customers we do these every single week with another you know really great founder that has been on the podcast additionally um, we have our pitch battles right so if you want feedback on your pitch and the opportunity to potentially pitch in front of VCs and talk one-on-one -on -one with venture capitalists this is where to do it these are monthly pitch battles so if you don't get in the first time try again right the goal is to improve and get feedback to eventually one, raise, uh, get, get into the room with the VCs. Two, raise capital. Three, so you can get back to your company and building a great startup, building a great business. The last thing I'll mention is that if you are kind of interested in just community, we have our coffee hours and happy hours where you can meet other residents, learn about what they're working on, talk about social things, anything you want. This is a city for founders. It is for investors. It is for startup enthusiasts. It's for anyone that loves startups. So if you're interested in what I'm saying, Go to Forward Thinking 
thinking.city and join the city for $15 a month. Um, you know, the way, the reason I charge is because I want to be able to do this full time and bring as much value as I possibly can. And I think it's well worth the value. You can ask any of the current residents and they will attest to that. So go to forwardthinking.city. Join the city, and you'll see immediately the, the next AMA, the next pitch battle, the next event, and I hope to see you there. Forward thinking dot city. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.